Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott, Kellen Kennedy with you in Oilers Now. It's 7 o'clock. It'll be Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports. He will join us at about 6.50. I'll tell you, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned an operator for over 50 years. They've got 14 Edmonton area locations, four in Calgary, one in Red Deer, one in Regina, one in Saskatoon. You can go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation, Royal Pizza's Mediterranean Chicken. Uh, Brennan likes the Texan Reed like likes the meat lovers as we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline to talk a bit about the Edmonton Oil Kings who two years ago went to the Memorial Cup as champions of the Western Hockey League probably got uh, ripped off another opportunity in the 2021 bubble year that uh, did not have a major junior championship then they went through a tough rebuilding campaign last season just 10 wins uh, Kurt Hill is their general manager and he joins us right now on the phone line hello Kurt how you doing Doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. Busy man. Uh, you got some new uh, uh, 20s and you made another deal today. Maybe you can educate us on what happened there. Yeah, we acquired Ty Nash today from uh, Wenatchee, sent uh, Dawson Sites um, and a seventh round pick back the other way. But uh, Ty's a player we're really familiar with. He's played, he played in Lethbridge and in Winnipeg over the past four seasons. So he's been in our conference. And, you know, at the end of the year when we we kind of knew we were going to go after two or three 20-year-old players, he was a guy that we had targeted and uh, finally were able to get it uh, across the goal line here this week. Yeah, 20 goals last year, 44 points in 63 games. Not, he's got a little bit of bite in his game. Not surprised in giving that his father was one of the great overachievers in the Western Hockey League, won a couple of Memorial Cups with the uh, Camels Blazers. And, uh, you know, as an agitator, basically uh, had a pretty good NHL career. Uh, we had him last year out at uh, the Penticton tournament. The Oilers brought him in. You kind of did you need a guy like him that can stir the proverbial pot on the ice a little bit? You know what? I, I, the main reason we got him is for the offensive side of his game. I love the fact that he plays hard. Um, you know, he plays he plays on the edge sometimes. He's got that bite to him, but at the end of the day, it's uh, whenever you're bringing in a 20 year old player of that caliber, you you need them to produce. And just like Lichty was a guy, we you know we felt he was behind maybe some forwards in, in Portland and he's got a lot more upside and probably a lot more production than he's shown in this league and um, same as Nash you know he's on a powerhouse of a team last year that had a real deep forward group and I think he's a guy that could come and really really help us offensively. Yeah Tyson Nash won uh, three Memorial Cups 92, 94, 95 with Camels played just under 400 NHL games. Uh, so you, you've added Litke and Nash up front as 20s and you also went out got Mark Lejoie. Now you're not going to have Lejoie right away here because he's heading off to an NHL camp but he's in 03s I've known his father serves oh boy uh, for 34 years now since 1989 a long time he of course is your assistant coach uh, obviously he's going for the experience in camp as a 20 but that's a big body on the back end that maybe helps stabilize things for you guys this year yeah, stabilizes it, can play big minutes in all situations. And, you know, he's going to be a great mentor for our young players. We have, you know, we're going to have three 17 year old D and one 16 year old D. So a bit of a younger decor, but, you know, that's why we really wanted that veteran presence back there. And Mark was, you know, on the top of that list for, for guys that are, we're going to be, you know, potentially returning as 20 year olds this year in our league. Uh, you've uh, got a new European player and he's already made a bit of an impact. Uh, saw him in the U18s a little bit. Just your thoughts. Oh, looks like uh, you're going got a future oil king there in the background but just uh uh just a thought on uh on the addition you made with a pretty high-end pick in the uh, chl import draft 
Yeah, Adam Jekyll, he's he had a great camp. You can sure see the offensive uh, side of his game that he brings. He's a big guy, 6'3", you know, 210 pounds. He's, and the offensive flair is there, you know. He was a guy that when we were watching the U18s a couple of years ago, he played as a double underager. So um, crazy he played in that event three times and a part of a real strong Czech team uh, this year as well and a leader on that team. So um, all early signs indicate that he's going to have a, a real good transition here to North America. He speaks fluent English and you know he's really started to to get close with our team especially since we have port to another Czech defenseman on our team i think that's been really nice for him and you know those two guys came in early and live with laddie smith too so it was a nice way to to welcome them to canada that way so jacko is he's still 17 right he's a 2024 draft eligible Yes, he is. Yeah, correct. Uh, we're talking I mean, a six foot five, almost two hundred pound player here. Is he going to play center? Because I know he's spent a little bit of time in right wing. He's going to, yeah, he's going to play in the middle primarily. I think to start off, and then we'll kind of see. We, you know, we really like our forward depth up there. It's, uh, you know, a lot's probably going to depend how his transition comes playing in the Western League and you know getting acclimatized playing on a smaller ice. All right, uh, you know, tough year last year. You go from, uh, you know, basically a 50-win team to a 10-win team. It is cyclical if you're not cheating uh, in junior hockey. And I'm not going to discuss who might be or who isn't cheating. But just a thought on what's realistic after, you know, and you had some injuries to key guys and had to sell off some of your return of 19-year-olds and got some decent returns on that and didn't get the productivity out of some of the 20s you were hoping for. So are there, or, you know, what, what do you think is feasible this year for the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt? Well, you know, for us, I think it's the guys after the year last year, they want to they wanna get back in the postseason. I don't see why, uh, you know, hopefully we're a team that can be knocking on the door for that. And, you know, I think the biggest thing when we talk, we meet in the summer, we have talks as a staff is, you know, you just, you want to see your younger players developing and getting better. And, you know, I really like the older leadership that we have in here this year. And, you know, a lot will be evaluated on how those those young players and those those high picks we've had that are now coming into our organization are developing and getting better each day. All right. Uh, so last year, you know, Winnipeg was fantastic. They actually, I think, had a better regular season record than Seattle. But Seattle, you know, Bill LaForge Jr. built just a, a ridiculous team, six guys off the World Juniors. But they lost the Memorial. And they, you know what? They were beaten straight on in both games when they played against Quebec Ramparts. Uh, and I think it was a little bit of disappointment, ultimately, that we didn't end up with a WHL champion again. Uh, in the Memorial Cup, especially since the Oil Kings in 2014 were the last one. Who do you see as the uh, powers in the Western League this year, Kurt? You know, it's it's going to be a pretty, there's going to be a lot of, it's going to be pretty even across the league this year, I think. If I had to pick teams, you know, in the Western Conference, Portland and Prince George are two teams I could see really um, looking at making a run of things. And then in the East, the teams I'd expect to on paper here early on to be pretty solid teams are Saskatoon, Moose Jaw and, uh, and Red Deer. All right, great stuff. Kurt, we're going to do this a lot this season. Thank you for uh, uh, joining us in Oilers now in our new 5-7 to seven slot. Uh, some of the times we'll do this down in the arena before your games, and we'll let you get back to parenting, okay? Thanks for having me. You bet. 6.42 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, Kellen Kennedy. At this time, we're going to go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault. Direct Workwear is excited to announce that their women's-only workwear store is now open. It's located four doors north of their Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. You can find out more at womensworkwear.ca. Dylan Holloway. Speaking of Dylan Holloway, uh, I know Pro-Am Sports did a private signing with him. Uh, Dylan Holloway is a guy that I think could take a huge step forward uh, we had our Inside the Game analyst, Rob Brown, join us last night on Oilers Now. Uh, suffice to say, he has high expectations of what Holloway might be able to achieve. 
I, I have full confidence that Holloway is going to be a very good player in this league. Uh, I think he he plays uh, a, a lot like Evander Kane without the anger. Uh, he's physical. He's a bull. He can skate. He's got good hands. Uh, I think he got caught up last year. A couple uh, unfortunate mistakes or bad breaks early with a couple turnovers I think affected his confidence, but I love everything about Holloway's game. I see him as a top six player uh, going forward at some point, and one that can contribute. Uh, to me, he's, he's Evander Kane light, and that's a good thing. There you go. Well, that is uh, some kind of praise. Uh, some kind of praise for uh, Dylan Holloway. Evander Kane light. Man, if the Oilers get close to that, Brendan Escott, uh, and I do, like to me. I think you're going to have a real defined top nine this year. Okay, let's face it. The end of the day, Paul Yarby, five goals before he got moved. Um, we were all hoping he for. I, I have no idea. And some might say stop. Maybe it was the effects of COVID. He got COVID in Seattle during the 21-22 season. At that time, uh, Jesse was you know sitting at ten goals, twenty three points, and twenty eight games. Never came close to that productivity the rest of the time in Edmonton. Yamamoto had a challenging year. Those guys taken out of the mix in the top nine, and to me, it's Holloway and Connor Brown that get added into the top nine. I have greater expectations out of those two players. I mean, what do you think Holloway does, and what do you think uh, Connor Brown does? You can text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line as well. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What are realistic goal and point totals for both Dylan Holloway and Connor Brown? You'd be uh, the master prognosticator and tell us your thoughts, Brendan. Well, I'll start with Connor Brown. I think that when I, I was uh, surprised to see how a low of a floor you set for him, or maybe how low of a ceiling that you had projected for him in your initial rankings. I thought he was a player that with a clean bill of health and enough time in the right situation in that top nine or top six, I should say. I mean, he should be able to score between 18 and, and on a good season, 30 goals. I think that's absolutely for possible for Connor Brown. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Between 18 and 30. And I know that's a big range, but I do believe that that's, you know, that should be something that he's striving for is a 30-goal season. Yeah, he certainly, to me, could be like Talbot or Dupuis were for Sidney Crosby. Exactly. Right? Like, it's somebody that where you find that connection, and that's what he's been brought here for that there's okay. there's that potential there um, for Holloway listen I, I want to see more so than anything the time on ice is the number I, I'd like to focus the most Gotta on play 15 minutes a game for me absolutely like let's see what he is it's that time you're seeing other players from his draft class from Broberg's draft class be impactful around the league it's time for him to get the real look why can't he have a 15 goal season with enough time out there we've seen that he's an absolute sniper when given the opportunity to be. He played a little bit with McDavid, just enough, and yeah, I saw enough Nanaheim of it. when he scored in the first period there and got an opportunity right away? He played pretty well with McLeod and Fogel. And I wonder, in New York, I remember, and, and that's the game that McLeod and Fogel both got hurt in. And I wonder whether or not that might be where he ultimately ends up to start the season in the top nine. There's uh, there's a serious forechecking element to that, and that relentlessness really excites me. But don't forget, anybody that watched him play in the Alberta Junior League, as a 17-year-old, he led that league in scoring. So that prowess is somewhere in there as well. I like what's going to keep him there is the tenacity. But he might be able to unearth some scoring touch too. Farmer Ed has texted us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Hey, Bob, great show. Show. Being an Alberta farm boy, my first love was hockey, but much like you, I lacked the talent 
to discipline, uh, physical plays, and size to play. I also like uh, the brew and burgers mentality. That's why Portugal might not be on my horizon. I'll stick with the Flatlands, if you know what I'm saying. That one's from Farmer Ed. The legendary line from the late, great Pat Burns. Uh, Saskatchewan's so flat you can watch your dog run away for a week. When we come back, we'll get to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, and we'll bring aboard Reed Wilkins for a crossover here to set up tonight's Inside Sports. 647 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Actually, I can read. <laughs> uh, where are you there? Hey, where's that? Oh, you're in the center, Mike. Center, there. Mike, baby. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's 651 in Edmonton. Uh, live radio so much fun. Uh, very quickly, we are going to head into this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel. Again, we got about 10 spots left. We initially had 40. That sold out. We went out and grabbed another 20 or so. 20. 25 more spots for a four-nighter in Nashville. By the way, Brendan, you're hosting the show the night before uh, that game in Nashville, just so you know. Fly nonstop with the Flair Airlines. You're welcome. Isn't that the first road game of the year? Yes. No, That's, and then we're doing later Phil- in the season. Uh, we're doing Phil- <laughs> no, we were Philly and Nashville on that trip, and we have events already scheduled for both. And you love Philly too, Bob. Yes. I, you know how much I love Philly, especially when Frank Cervelli uh, whips out the credit card. This day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Join the four-night Nashville road trip. Fly nonstop uh, with Flair Airlines to watch the Oilers play with the Predators this October. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Just on Philly, uh, we go into a place called Saloon. It's an Italian place, and Valley goes, you look like a guy that got whacked here back in 57. And sure enough, there's a guy on the wall, and the guy really did get whacked at the restaurant in 57. What happened oh. back in the state in 2000, Brendan? <laughs> Nothing to do with mob ties, I promise <laughs> you that. Uh, it's, it's a little Flames history, a little Oilers history. Legendary Oilers goaltender Grant Fear announces his retirement as a member of the Calgary Flames. The Oilers' first round pick in 1981, first ballot Hall of Famer in 2003. Franchise record 226 wins over 10 years for the Oilers, had 37 assists as, as well. That tops the Oilers' all time list for goaltenders. All right, very quickly, and we actually find Flores text line, and then we'll bring Reed Wilkins in. He's got inside sports coming up at seven. I asked, uh, how would Dylan Holloway and Connor Brown do this? year. Less from Peace River says 18 goals, 33 points for Holloway, 25, 20, 45. Uh, for Connor Brown. Again, you can text us. Uh, Oil Sandwich says Holloway scores 10 to 15 goals. Brown gets 25 to 30. And uh, Sonny in Vancouver says is a better comparison for Holloway actually Chris Kreider. That being said, it would mm-hmm. take longer for Holloway to break out similar to Kreider. Well, Kreider scored 50. If that yeah. happens for Holloway, it's an awesome pick. Holloway right. won't injure as many goalies either. Yeah, they, they, No, he won't. <laughs> and especially when they play for the Canadians. What do you got? What do you think, Reed Wilkins? from inside sports? Uh, well, I would say uh, for goals, I would give Connor Brown I would say 22. I think he can top 20. Again, if he stays healthy. I mean, he'll get some... Obviously, he'll play with some combination of high offensive players. He may yeah. be on a power play unit. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I know if he's on the second unit, it's not as much, but who knows? If he's hot, maybe he gets a few looks around there too. Uh, I think, I mean, I, I as you know, Bob, I'm generally, I think both you and I are generally fairly conservative with picks for yes. younger players, and Holloway still is. But I, I think if he hit the teens, that would be a awesome good, a good season. You know, if he got 13 or 14. Be great for Edmonton. Well, I mean, we know he can shoot. Again, he's in that phase where he's 
trying to figure out where he has to be on the ice still, how much time he has, where the puck has to go if he doesn't have time to size up his shot. I think he has the intelligence. He certainly has the speed and he has the size. I, I think, again, like a lot of... He's got to still learn about the physicality, right. the meanness. I mean, even Leon, like compare Leon's meanness now to how mean he was in his first couple of years. I mean, he he ramped that up as he went along too, right? So I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't, if Holloway can get to 20, great, but I think oh. in the teens would be a really nice season if for him. If Holloway gets to 20 goals, either one of Kane, Hyman, or Nugent Hopkins has missed at least half the season. Well, good, good point. Yeah. Right? Or, like, the, or they got the best third line in the league. Right, they got the best, and they're going to score more goals than last year. And I don't think they're going to score more goals. No, I, I think they're either. going to give up considerably fewer goals. I mean, they were ninth in the league after they got at home. Uh, all right, what do you got coming on Inside Sports Night, Reed? Okay, well, I was at the uh, news conference today at Commonwealth Stadium with Connor McDavid and uh, Steve Mayer, so we'll have some comments from Connor McDavid. And I got to do a one-on-one with Steve Mayer, who I, I find him a fascinating guy. The Big job energy. that he has, lots of energy. I asked him where he got where he gets his ideas to stage all these big NHL events. So uh, pretty cool stuff there. We got uh, some comments from Ford and Jones as the Elks get back on the practice field. And uh, Golden Bears quarterback Eli Hetlinger, who's the Canada West Offensive Player of the Week, their home opener is Friday. That's now, all in an hour, Bob. Now, now, if Kathy just happened to be listening to the show, I haven't told her yet, but she knows I'm going to Grand Prairie tomorrow. Friday, right after this show, I'm heading over to the Golden Bears game to go watch the Manitoba Bisons play. Uh, can you text me the score? Yeah, I can I can do that. It's going to take me about 40 minutes to park though because it's what field, what field <laughs> is not parking. it's not a fun place park to park someone's driveway uh, 20 well, bucks. there's no driveways there there's like a <laughs> bunch of government of alberta offices oh and, that's right right and man oh man parking is not <laughs> i think it I, I think they really wanted all the students to take uh, the lrt over to uh, to footfield uh brendan escott will have tomorrow's edition of oilers now uh, he'll have a 16 minute conversation that I did with Edmonton Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft, who is uh, flying uh, tomorrow for a coaching seminar, but that's why we pre-taped the interview. Also, an eight-minute sit-down with Leon Dreisaitl on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now, and NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Thank you for listening to our second 5-7 to seven edition of Oilers Now. Up next, Thomas Dias with a global news weather traffic update, and then Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Special shout-out to Alan Kennedy and Brendan Escott, as always, for helping us out here on Orders Now.